Volume 1, Episode 18, Enter Discorp and Domini. Welcome to Galaxy's Greatest, a Starfinder podcast, trailing the adventures of a distant galaxy's greatest heroes. My name is Emma, and I'll be the Game Master, leading my players through drift space and beyond as they tackle the galaxy's greatest challenges and explore its deepest secrets. Last time, our heroes brought home the Lost Prince and agreed to aid the Sheeran against Discorp. Janet contacted the Picasso Riders for help, and the group prepared for battle. I am M, and I'm the GM, and my fun fact is that um, I just went back to, uh, this is my second week back in person as a teacher, which is some kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, go ahead. Uh, my name's Alex. I play Jack. And uh, my fun fact, keeping the theme of last time, is I own every single Remnants novel by K.A. Applegate. Cool. Mm-hmm. Ryan, go ahead. Uh, Ryan Wassenart. So, um, for all the listeners, we have another Ryan joining us this week. Um, I have played Pathfinder with Ryan for what was it like a past year? It's going on two years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's been longer than that. It's like two years now. Um, and yeah, so we've been like doing a, a long running campaign. We're now, I think level 15. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's a lot of fun. And Ryan is, um, that's my cat. Um, Ryan, <laughs> the DM for the finale of the campaign, which is happening right now. And I asked Ryan to come in and help out with our session today because there's going to be a lot of combat and he's really good at combat stuff. Um, Thank you. And so, yeah, I, here's Ryan. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, fun fact about me is I've actually scored more on fantasy teams in Quidditch than on UCI's team. Wait, wait so you play Quidditch? Wait, how does Quidditch work? <laughs> what is that? Just fly? <laughs> Wait, how does the snitch work? <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. You got it. Um, Britt, go ahead. Um, I'm Brittany. I play Brinue, the human witch warper. And my fun fact, um, in theme with my fun fact last week, also is that I'm going to let Game of Thrones finish, but Supernatural had the worst series finale of all time. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I love that show. It's so silly. <laughs> that was makes... a nightmare and a half. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so good. Oh, no. That makes me sad. I was going to do that this weekend. Oh. You should still oh. watch it. It's just bad. <laughs> I, I love that show Here's because the, it's just so silly. The worst old man wig I've ever seen in my entire life, if that will excite you. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Dan, go ahead. Uh, ho- hello. My name's Dan, and I play um, Modus, the robot mechanic. And uh, uh, fun fact about me, recently I started a grand undertaking. I am painting over a hundred different Warhammer models slowly. Wow. Whoa. Uh, it, it sucks is what it does. It's, it's not easy and I'm not a great painter. So it, it's a process. Cool. 
Thank you. Mitch, go ahead. Yeah, um, I am Mitch. I play uh, Devesh, the Arcane Knight. Um, and my fun fact is that... Um, oh, Rhythm of War came out this week by Brandon Sanderson. And my copy arrives tomorrow, and I am very excited about it. Cool. Uh, Vanessa, go ahead. I'm Vanessa. I play Janet Snakehole. Um, and my fun fact is that uh, a lot of people think cow farts are the source of methane. It's actually cow burps. Cow burps. Oh, that's why everyone's been tweeting about cow masks this week. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's why. Yeah. But it's burps, not farts. Yeah. Okay. That's, really cool. that's a fun fact. I'm gonna tell that to my students. Me too. You know, when it when it comes up. Yeah. Um Ryan Smythe, go ahead. Uh my name's Ryan. I play Baza Bix the Vanguard. And um I'm going to stick with my first fact instead of animal facts, and I'm going to say that I'm the only person here who apparently knows what Dinotopia is. <laughs> and I have also met the illustrator and author, who is a very nice man. Oh, oh that's nice. That's cool. I so remember... if James Gurney ever hears this, I appreciate you. I remember watching the movie. I rented the movie on VHS when I was like, maybe... It was not a great movie. No, it wasn't good. I, I couldn't get through it. My okay, parents were like, really? Do you want to watch this? I was like, I have yeah. a I have a framed illustration. I forget if it's illustration or painting by him hanging over my bed in my parents' house. Is I it, fucking love Dinotopia. Is the movie like as bad as Aragon was as an adaptation or is it worse? The movie for Aragon was pretty bad. Ooh. It was so bad. Look at this stone. You know, that's or not a somewhere fair, between Aragon and Golden Compass. Mm. Yes. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Also, okay. Golden Compass is probably the most disappointing movie I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I yeah. Hey, that I, bear fight was legit. Okay, okay. Like the, the bear fight the was movie, the best okay. part. Yes, they made two thirds of the book. They didn't end it. Wait, yes. Ryan. So you haven't seen the Avatar: The Last Airbender movie? Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> wait Britt, have I told what you? Avatar, the Last Airbender movie. Yeah, yeah. Did Avatar, they make an Avatar, 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 Last Airbender movie? Wait, did. Did that? Wait. that did not exist. Britt, my, my freshman year roommate. File not found, 404 error. <laughs> my freshman year roommate in college would wake up at three in the morning because his sleep schedule was broken and would spend hours hand, like by hand, frame by frame, turning that movie into 3D. Because he loved that movie. Ugh. Why? Okay. Ugh. Again, also, he, it, again, he did better movie. I don't know what you're talking about. He also, if it makes you feel better, he took two showers the entire semester we lived together. Ew. It makes me feel worse. No. That is not a good fun fact. <laughs> you should have just doused him with a buck of water and said you were water bending. Man, he was so much bigger than me. <laughs> okay, and we're gonna start. Poorly. Yeah. That's for the best. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Where did we leave off last time? Let's do a quick recap. Let's talk about it. Um, so I'm, pr I'm pretty sure we left off last time inside the kingdom. We were speaking with the kings. 
And they gave us 50 and, million credits. Yep. They gave us uh, one Brazilian credits. Yep. We and, hung out uh, with Ed Sheeran for a bit. We did, yes. Yeah. Uh, and we, we learned of an impending attack um, yeah. coming to the city. And we were asked to come to the defense and aid of the location where we're. Or we were told we were not necessary. We said, fuck that shit. We want to kill some people. Yeah. I think technically we were asked if we could stay, but they were like not going to be mad if we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're, we are not, we're doing we are not the needed. right thing. Yeah, we are not needed, but help will be appreciated. And yeah. so Janet booty called her boo. She yep. did. Oh, that's yep. true. Yeah. And, yep. and then so, I think we were left with uh, some off screen shopping episode uh, yep. prior to the fight. Yep. Yeah. And so you guys ended up with 1,000 credits. You ended up with. Um, the agreement to fight at this upcoming battle um, or whatever it's going to be. Um, they think that pretty much Discorp, uh, so what the contact said, the android Sharon named Shizar, um, what he said was basically Discorp is coming for his people. And um, so the kingdom is gearing up for this big fight because they obviously want to protect their people. Um, and moving into this session, you guys have two days to get ready for this big confrontation. Um, some of you have experience firsthand with Discord. Some of you have secondhand experience with corporations like Discord. Actually, I think everybody does. Um, and this could be pretty dangerous for the people here, um, especially if they have amassed a large enough force to attack a kingdom. Um, Discord, this is kind of, this would be a big move for Discord to go on the offensive as they are, or as they, the, the um, contact says they are. And you and the whole kingdom take these next two days to get set up. And so to describe a little bit about what this kingdom looks like, um, imagine uh, you've got seven, I believe seven different districts and each district is devoted to a specific ideal. Um, the border district is one of the ones that is mobilizing the most at this time. And the border district um, is putting together their shield sentinels all across the different borders that um, they need to protect. And so they're sending extra troops over to the palace in the uh, central kingdom of, or in the central district of unity is what they call it. Um, and so you have the shield sentinels going to protect. And then you also have the warrior group, which is the, um, the district of strength like inner strength and courage. Um, they are sending infantry to the capital. Um, and it's this huge mobilization. Um, even the mystics, so the mystic guard, um, they are even preparing to fight as well. And so as you arrive, you explain what's happening and basically boom, everything's in motion. Um, there is also the economic district, 
And I know that a lot of you wanted to shop for some things and you have kind of prepped out a little um, list of stuff and I've either approved it and said, cool, you're good to go. If I haven't said you're good to go, as long as you didn't spend more credits than you have, you're good to go. Um, and you now have a lot of supplies that you're building up and you're gearing up for battle. Janet also contacted Lexi in the Thakasa Riders and the Thakasa Riders have agreed to send a force of seven Thakasa Riders and that includes Volo, the captain of the, or one of the captains of the Thakasa Guard that includes Lexi and Brick, um, the Thakasa, her Thakasa. And it also includes the one that Ryan, that Baza met. And what was the name? Do you remember the name of Sora's rider? Uh, possibly. Uh, Twintel. Twintel. So Twintel and Sora are there as well. And so you've, um, they haven't arrived quite yet, but they've said, yes, we're on our way. We have, a sh we have a fast ship so we can get there as soon as we can, um, or so we can get there pretty quickly. We'll get there first light on the third day. <laughs> exactly. Was there anything that you guys wanted to do in between the last conversation you had with the Kings and the start of this confrontation? Um, mm, that's a good question. I'll say Baza is probably in surgery getting his body mods. Sounds good. So the way that that would work, um, those are pretty quick. Uh, the body mod, essentially, you have the sticky palms one, right? Or is it uh, clinging hands? Clinging hands. Yeah. Um, essentially, they bring you to like a medical tent type thing that they have set up. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very professional. This is a, um, a business that specializes in body augmentations. And they bring you into, after you purchase it, they bring you into a very high-tech tent. Um, and they have some surgeons, some doctors that are set up. They don't put you to sleep or anything. They just bring you over to a, a surgical bed. And they have a few uh, syringes. And they inject into your neck and into your... Um, like right above your forearm on each arm. And in about three hours, you start to notice that there's this film that's appearing on the outside of your hands. And it's like schlepping off of you. It's gross at first. Give it another few hours and it starts to calm down. And now it's just this light, thin film over your hands that allows you to stick, the, stick to things much more easily. Um, so one of the things I looted from the vest compound was a tablet with information on it with the Discord and vest relationship. Okay. So I, I think what Modus would do after he's completed his shopping is provide that to the royal family. Sounds good. Uh, and, and be like, you know, basically implying 
uh, this is what you're dealing with. Um, prepare yourself accordingly, because if Discorp's allied with Vesk, then they might have Vesk tech. Um, cool. Or reinforcements and what have you. Uh, the person who accepts this from you is a member of the economic district. Uh, he's dressed in very, very long, elaborate robes. Um, they drape behind him on the floor. He walks very gracefully, um, and he thanks you for the tablet by deeply bowing his head. Um, thank you very much for your assistance. I will make sure that this gets passed to the appropriate leaders. Um, please let me know how I may assist you in the future. Should anything, uh, should I be able to help you with anything? Um, on that note, uh, as he says this, uh, Modus is going to ask whether or not uh, for the defenders of this district, if there is any place where he can receive equipment. Yeah, he will guide you to, he'll send you over to the, um, one of the, the places in the economic district, which is basically like a mini uh, arms production facility. Um, and he sends you to, or he, he guides you over there. He says, if you would like to go, this is where you can find it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he asks specifically what you're looking for. Um, weapons. Yeah, and he said this will be the perfect place to find it uh, and shows you how to get there. Cool. Um, um, Mitch, what's up? So I didn't get to actually ask you about it, so I'm hoping it's okay. okay. Um, Devesh is hoping to get synaptic accelerators um, installed. You can go with Baza on that trip. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you remind me what exactly those do? Yeah. Um, at the Mark One level, um, they provide plus two to any one ability score. Cool. Um, um, yeah. And then over time, you can have the equipment upgraded and it increases in tier. Sounds good. Um, Ryan Wassenaar. Ryan. Yeah, I'm here. What is, um, is there anything Domini is doing to prep for this thing that's happening without giving too much away? Is there anything that Domini is doing? He talks over the plan with uh, the others and uh, after a while he's going to sit in a silent prayer to uh, the source of his faith. Awesome. Um, Emma, did we want to do the ritual? Yes. Okay. Get some dice. Cool. Um, can I, so at one point during the however many days, I think we said it was two days, um, Devesh brings a, um, plasma rifle, like a really old plasma rifle to you, Modus, and asks if you can cut the barrel off, and then cut the barrel in half. Uh, <clears throat> Modus will respond that he can definitely do that. And uh, wherever it is that you found him, he immediately just begins the work. 
Excellent. Really quick, I want to go back to Ryan with Domini. Um, can you give me a mysticism check? Absolutely. That's 30. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> the party's like, what did you do? <laughs> ah, I might know what kind of thing we're fighting. So, uh, ah. super cool. Um, you are able to have a very nice, uh, open-minded, I would imagine it's like, it's very calming to you, but to others, this would be a very traumatizing experience. Um, you're opening your connection to, is it, what is the name of your God? If you don't mind saying. Uh, sure. It is... I know it starts with Zan, Zan Kuthan. Zan Kuthan. Opening your mind up to Zan Kuthan um, is, it feels like the, a good kind of pain, uh, just, just being uh, broadcast all over your body. Everything is on fire, but it feels invigorating. And um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Awesome. I'm ready for a fight. Awesome. Um, and then, Devesh, mm. continue for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I take those, uh, or I take the, the newly cut in half pieces of um, rifle barrel, basically. And I also take, um, and I go and take apart, um, like, a miniature vending machine. Um, and I pull the electronics out of it, and I go and I pull a piece of scrap metal off. Um, I pull apart a laser crossbow, and I take the power uh, assembly out of that. Um, and um, while we were all out shopping, um, I picked up a really interesting four-pronged piece of white metal that most of you probably wouldn't have recognized. Uh, and I'm going to go find a quiet place, uh, probably in the Vagabond, to sit and meditate for a second. Give me that mysticism check. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Nice. Uh, 30, 32. Awesome. OK. So <laughs> they're like sizing <laughs> each other up right now. <laughs> um, OK, so the the everything comes together as it should even better than you had expected and you feel a, a rush of both pride in yourself for doing something that you weren't able to do that was put on hold for x number of years um 15 years 15 years and you now feel like your, your master would be proud of you. Um, and you have a, do you want to turn it on? Yeah, I turned it on. Okay. Um, the blade is a purple color. Nice. Um, there you go. Let's go to Brinue. Uh, what are, what are you up to in this time? Oh gosh, we're just waiting to um, 
I guess I'm just sort of like looking around and like, <laughs> uh, I've never been here before. It's a very interesting looking city and like lots of different people around me. So sort of just sightseeing, et cetera. That sounds good. Um, interesting, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Uh, Janet, what are you up to? Um, I wanna buy some perfume, pheromonal perfume for 500 credits. Cool. And that's what does it. that do? What? What does that do? It will make Lexi attracted to me. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ideally. Hopefully it's her son. Um, and Jack, what are you up to? Um, I'm going to take a bit of time uh, seeing all the different ways that I can try to and unsuccessfully of course wield multiple uh solarian crystals at the same time okay uh, <laughs> so trying one in each hand but only one will flare up when i manifest my solar flare trying to put one in each cheek and then one in my hand and like one of them will light up in my cheek but then the other two won't and there's a, there's a lot of just to see if i can maximize the potential of my abilities uh and anytime someone walks by, I just stand still, stare at them like nothing's happening. Why are you, why are you looking at me? Cool. Sounds and good. then back to it. Sounds good. Okay. Um, Baza walks by with an entire ham hock. <laughs> okay, two days pass. And as the sun comes up on the third day, um, the palace does receive a transmission from a uh, heavy cruiser that has dropped out of drift, explaining that they are here to take control of the kingdom. Um, obviously, the palace responds uh, you will be met with force if you attempt to do this um, upon your arrival Domini is there anything that you would like to say in that message um, I think I just leave it with the basics we're gonna take over that kind of thing sounds good um, and over the next few hours the ground around the palace is surrounded by a force of soldiers, a mix of Discorp soldiers, another group of corporate soldiers that you may or may not recognize. Give me a mercenary check or a, a con artist. Con oh. artist is fine. Or yeah. um, culture. Corporate agent. Corporate agent. Uh, 26. Two. 24. Can I make an argument for mysticism if I'm meditating on what's like the battle to come? No, sorry. Okay, that's you fine. You're a smuggler. I know. I was just. Oh, that's what I meant. Smuggler, not mercenary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, many. We have standards. Um, many. Uh, math. Thirty-two. <laughs> wow. Nineteen. Nineteen plus thirteen. Yeah, it's thirty. Did I math right? Thirty-two. Okay. Uh, yeah. 31? No, 19 plus... 30, 32. Yep, 19 okay. plus 30. Yes, 32. you're right. Um, so anybody who has higher than a 20, 
you notice the colors of Chimera Corp. But you're oh, not yeah. sure if it's Chimera, um, but it would be, you know, it would make sense considering what you guys know. Dinesh uh, and I have a couple of their bloody uniforms hanging on the Vagabond. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the colors of these are, it's a black color emblazoned with um, like sharp lime green accents. Um, and then you see an array of other soldiers who are kind of of random races and classes and backgrounds. And you see some goblins, you see some hobgoblins, and it looks like kind of a, a ragtag army. And then you also have a force of your warriors on your side. Uh, Sheeran army almost entirely. Um, you have the Mystic Guard who are setting up to support their troops. You have the Shield Sentinels who are at the very front lines with their shields drawn, ready to take the brunt of the incoming attack. You have uh, just behind them Swarm Shadow Infantry from the Warrior District. Um, and these guys look intense. They have, so imagine a typical Sheeran with just um, their insect body, humanoid insect head. They're standing upright, um, but they have a piece of armor on each shoulder, uh, pauldron, and then coming off of the pauldron is a small, like, like down to the bicep length cape. They have some pretty fancy armor. Uh, each of them are carrying both a melee weapon that looks like a double-sided uh, spear, as well as a sidearm, a small arm. Um, and some of them look to be a little bit more specialized. A small number of them have hammers. A small number of them have knives that are dual-wielding knives. Your currently with the king, the warrior king, um, and Shizar is there as well with you, standing and looking out. And the warrior king, Ikanazbog, um, turns to all of you and says, I would be honored if the people who saved my son would fight alongside me in this coming battle. Hell yeah. Uh, Boz is currently just like <sighs> frothing at the mouth, kind of like the foam that was gooping off of his hands, just dripping everywhere. Cool. <laughs> um, when Modus says yes, and when Baza looks like rearing to fight, rearing to fight, um, he bows his head deeply, and he pulls out. Um, he pulls out on one hand, on his left hand, he has a gauntlet, and. It's this like badass wrist gauntlet that goes up to his knuckles. Um, and it has a very thick palm on the front. Um, and he, he puts it on. Um, and then you see him pull out a blade. And the blade is, think of like a very short samurai sword. I don't know weapons well, but it has the handle of a samurai sword, and then um, it's a shorter blade. 
It's called a wakazashi. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, he pulls one of those out and he holds it backwards so that the blade is out in front of him like this, as if he could like stab that way. And then he kind of like flips it and holds it upright um, and says, wherever I go, I would appreciate you alongside me. It is an honor to fight with those who have honored you. And with that, he pulls his helmet down and basically he's got this mask that sits on the top of his helmet and he pulls it over his face. uh, And it's this menacing picture of, or painted image of some sort of insect. Uh, It's got teeth that are like kind of strangely drawn on. It's, It's like a face paint almost, except on the helmet. And the battle begins. Can I have each of you give me a flat D20, except for Domini? This is my first time rolling a new die. Hey! hey. My first D20. I'm excited. 18. Oh my god, I got a one. (laughs) Hey, maybe that's good this time. It's golf rules. Uh, 14. Uh, Devesh gets a 17. Lotus rolled a 12. Type these into the chat for me. Mortalize my shame. Jack has a 10. That's on average a really good set of rolls. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then Brit just drives it down. <laughs> I brought it down pretty hard. We're doing the slow-mo superhero walk down the hall, and Brit just comes around the corner <laughs> and gets the corner spin <laughs> and drops. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, did I get one from Dan? You did. I rolled a 12. Oh, cool. It's in the chat. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Um, oh, it's in the astral chat, not the Zoom chat. Got it. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh. I see. You're good. I see. <laughs> wow. Okay, here we go. That's for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, this battle rages on for five hours. Oh, wow. And in the amount of time that you guys are, um, in this time, you essentially have, you're able to, to go from place to place with this warrior king and fight off these little infantrymen here and there. Uh, Discorp soldiers, they put up a good fight, but they're not a huge match against a team that has been working together as much as you all have, a team that has the, co- the cohesion that you have. Um, you have these creature companions. I would imagine Andy's with you. I would imagine Chromie is with you. Is that the case? Yes. Okay. Um, is Shadow with you, Devesh? Um, yes, but he's more like flying around and not getting into danger. Cause... Yeah. Cool. He so you not a combat friend. Yeah. Um, so you have each of these. I mean, you're a menacing group to deal with. Uh, six of you with three companions, two really combat, like combatant animal companions. 
I mean, you've got this half orc charging into battle on the back of this Shodalashu. And she is like riding up to people and like knocking their heads and then pulling out this massive um, long arm weapon or heavy weapon and then shooting a group off in the distance. Um, and then you've got this this uh, technomancer mystic dude who has this plasma sword now that is running up and just slicing people. You've got this little tiny Yusoki who is running into battle um, and then exploding right then and there. Um, then there's... If for anyone who's played StarCraft, the Zergs that just run yeah. into <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then you have Baza, the Skittermander, who's running over to people and probably, I would guess, just like running up onto them and like giving them a hug and like bashing their face in. Oh, I'm imagining running up in his <laughs> tail, up the full length of the body, jumping off of his face and just apes eight limbs spread, grabs someone's face, drop them on the ground, and then Duvesh just runs up, chops off the head onto the next one. Yep. Um, and then Brinue, uh, you have, I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like a more calm a style to this battle than the others would, with using your Witch Warper magic to kind of influence the battle around them. So with any of what I said, what flavor do you all want to add? I'll start with Brinue since I ended on you. Oh, sure. Um, just like of how we're behaving. Like, yeah, what's your matter? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like not getting into the thick of it as much as I can. Definitely like hanging around in the outskirts, like looking what I can do um, with my spells and et cetera, rather than getting in there and like trying to throw hands because I'm a little tiny and I don't want to get dirty. <laughs> cool. And every now and then she pulls out a pistol and shoots it in one direction, but then it ends up in the face of a different person. Yes. Um, Always fun. Yeah. Imagining Renue holding a glass of champagne just That would be in character, yes. <laughs> um Mitch, give me a quick flare piece that you yeah, want. Yeah. Um lots of flips and um occasional like arcane pushes or pulls. Can you also move your mic a little bit closer? Thanks. Yes. Cool. Um, and Janet, what's some, what's one quick piece of flair that you want to add? Um, so I'm imagining I'm like skewering multiple people on my pike and then like a saute stick, I'm feeding them to Andy. And then flame thrower. Carrying them off my pike. Oh Christ. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Bazo, what's one flair that you want to add? I feel like this is one point where Devesh and Baza would break out diplomatic immunity or diplomatic inter intervention, uh, which is our version of the fastball special where I run up Devesh's back, down his shoulder, onto his hand. Devesh surges out and just fucking flings Baza at like 80 miles an hour at someone's face. Just like someone's scaling the side of a roof and just boom, off the side, off a cliff. Cool. And then Jack, give me one flare. Uh, I like to imagine an, an instance where, like, cresting a, a hill or, or in you know in, in one of the streets, um, Chromie at full tilt with me on his back, just stops short at, as we crest the hill, and I use the momentum to just dive forward, fully attuned. And as I land, it's just a crater of 
a supernova. Cool. And whoever is there just cooked. Cool. In the distance, there seems to be another dropship bringing troops down to the planet. Um, and it's flying downward. Um, probably maybe another 60 seconds before landing. Um, and then just above you, out of the sky, another dropship appears. And it opens up mid-flight. And out of the back of this dropship come plummeting seven Fakasa, just out of the sky, full dive straight down to this um, enemy dropship. And one of them lands on the dropship with full force. Uh, opens up its wings, and the dropship just plummets down into the ground, loses its um, ability to stay in flight, and then hits the ground, seems to like topple over a little bit, and then you have a number of the Casa that, from mid-dive, open up their wings, and then glide to the back of this dropship, and then just start ripping people out. Um, and then eventually you have these Thakasa riders that join this fight um, on your side. Can I add a little flavor for Baza? Of course. So when I realize that Sora is coming in, um, I'm gonna grab one of the goblin I'm fighting, just punch him out, grab him by the legs, and do like the hammer throw spin, where I'm like going up and around and just building momentum. And just as I see Sora coming into range, Huck this goblin in the air for Sora to snatch up. Love it. Um, Sora recognizes you. Uh, she doesn't catch it quick and like quick enough, but it lands near her, and she gives it a good thrashing and then moves on. Um, okay, so the Thakasa riders have arrived, um, and as they do, Lexi, you see Lexi look at Volo. Um, and she kind of nods to Volo, and then she flies over to all of you, to where your group is, and she says, mind if I join the fun? And she's part of the group now. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Brunyue. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. Um, it's such great things. Okay, cool. Domini, you have arrived right. at your real target. As you approach the station orbiting the moon, uh, you are instructed to identify your ship. You have a small shuttle. And they say, unidentified shuttle, you must identify yourself. You will not be allowed or you will not be permitted on this station. This is classification DOM 8692. We have authorization. Uh, I'm not seeing that authorization here. You should look again, intimidate check. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 
34. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes. Oh, God. I'll, I'll look again. I'll make sure that I look again. Um, in the meantime, uh, if you could please stay in your shuttle, dock at the ship, dock at the station, but please do not leave your shuttle. Thank you. I think you'll find everything in order. Uh, okay. And then they hang up. Down on the surface of the moon, um, Ikanaz book looks at all of you and says, I've received a transmission. It's urgent. I need you to come with me. Um, uh, we follow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Devesh definitely follows. And while you are walking toward a shuttle, he explains that the Tomb of the Warrior Kings that is orbiting this, the moon has... Uh, has an unexpected visitor and they gave an unauthorized uh, code and they're attempting to gain access to the station. Um, that's all they know, but as Ikanosbuk is the current living warrior king, it is his personal responsibility to protect this station, and thus he must go investigate. So he asks for all of you to get into the shuttle and join him on the way up to the station. Um, <clears throat> on the way up there, I would like um, to use uh, Um, the foresee ability, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a resolve point to um, cast augury, um, but I get an emotionally charged vision with a specific detail or timing. Um, okay. About the future. Um. Oh, so many things I could give you. I know. <laughs> um, you see a plasma sword go through the midsection of a guard. Domini. Okay. Um, what are you doing? After uh, finishing off that guard, uh, I instruct the soldier and mech to take care of the others and uh, continue into the hallway. At this point, I have uh, three glowing orbs of about fist size floating around my head, and I've activated the purple Aeon Stone. Okay, cool. I am full on ready to do my mission. Yeah, so in the hallway, give me a perception check. Um, yep. What you definitely see is a hallway that is blinking red uh, with red light uh, as if there is an intruder present um, or some sort of emergency systems are going. Um, and the doors are locked continuing forward. So you will need to get through. Uh, your augmented soldier can help you with that and you'll be able to make it through no trouble. What was your perception check? 21, I think that is. Okay. 21. You arrive in a large 
and when I say large, like very, very tall, probably 150, 200 feet high ceiling. And the room is quite narrow, but it is quite tall. And there is a very large statue at the end of the hall. And that statue stretches all the way up those 200 feet to the top of the ceiling. Um, and it is a Sharon individual who's holding a shield in one arm across their forearm and a spear up like this as if they were going to stab down on someone. Okay. Um, and that's the image that you see. Um, and also you have, or you see a group of what look to be coffins embedded into the walls around the room. There are eight of them. Okay. Um, any technology, any consoles for interface, anything like that? Yes. I instruct the mechanic to uh, begin determining uh, who is who so that we can figure out the priority target. Sounds good. Um, all of you arrive at the station. You see a shuttle landed on the platform. And there's a pathway that seems to have been opened um, toward a long hallway. There is a dead guard at the entrance uh, that looks to be stabbed by light because there's no blood visible. Um, and they are lying on the ground uh, in front of the door. As you continue forward, you see this twice more. There are two more guards that have been killed. Um, Modus, can you give me a computers check or engineering check? Um, yes. And before we had left the shuttle, um, yeah. Javesh would have let all of you know that someone with a plasma sword is uh, on the station. Wow, I rolled, <laughs> I rolled a two, but that amounts to a twenty-one. Okay, um, you're not able to determine like how they got through, but you think in order to get through these doors, there must be some sort of like engineering savvy person with them. Okay. Uh, I communicate this to the party. Uh, are the computers that are handy able to connect to the security stations on this base? Sure, give me a computer's check. Uh, I assist. <clears throat> Here we go. 38. Plus two. So 40. 40. <laughs> You're able to tack in, uh, tap into the security cameras in the... Um, in the main chamber, and Econaz Books tells you this is the uh, tomb that we're able to look into. There is an individual robed with a hood over his head standing in the center of the room, while a someone in armor <clears throat> uh, works at a computer station, and then Someone who looks very similar to him, also in armor, is standing in front of the door, um, holding what looks to be like a, it's, it's a, a melee weapon of some sort. 
Uh, I <laughs> I communicate this information as well to the group. Um, so it looks um, kind of generically, I describe that they're operating in a three-man fire team. Because um, there's three people, right? Three or four? Three. Three. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I'm assuming that I have like access to the route, the most direct route to this location. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and it is just in a straight line. Yep. Um, then I communicate this information and then wave everyone forward. Cool. What are you all up to? Are you just continuing forward? Yeah, rapidly. Well, you eventually arrive at the closed door. If you would like to enter through this door, and Ikenaz book explains, this is the entrance to the Warrior King's tomb. You must uh, get through the computer system that they have set up. So give me a computer's check. Also, Ryan, give me a computer's check for uh, your augmented friend at a plus 15. As we're approaching, mm -hmm. uh, Jack has been fluctuating between looking like the absence of light and glowing like cool. the whole walk and as it it can as bug it's really hard not to type not to say it the way that Mitch just <laughs> typed it in chat um, <laughs> that it can as bug uh, says we have to get through the computers it's 15 seconds later, you just see a flaring jack just speed to the door like a fireball. Okay. And I am uh, going to st Stella rush the door. Yeah, give me uh, give me your damage. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Devesh is like turning because he had the same idea. And he's like, hey, Jack, will you? Never mind. <laughs> am I still making this uh, computers check? Yes, please. Okay. If you don't mind. I assist. Um, yes. Also, um, are Andy and Chromie with you? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, as, yeah. Soon as, we, as soon as we saw who was in the room, I uh, coming off of the shuttle, I calmly but firmly tell Chromie to stay. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 22. Plus two. Rolled, so that's a 24. That is uh, 15 points of fire damage on the door. Okay. Um, it bends inward, uh, does not open, but it is, it is pushed inward as if a giant boulder that is burning has hit the door. Um, Attack positions. Modus, what was that computer's check? Um, the total was 24 because I rolled a three instead of a two this time. What was your computer's check, Ryan? So 16 plus 16, 32. The door does not open. Yeah, I will, uh, uh, I will back up 20 feet and do it again. Okay, give me damage. Uh, I cast... What do I cast? That is... Well, max. you'll see when you I see me. I just rolled three sixes. Whoa. So that's 18. 18 points. I'll give it to you. The door opens just enough for one person to go in at a time. Let me give you a map. 
is this is such a cool map. Yeah, this is it's cool. It's so cool. Like watercolor, I like it. I, I was just gonna cast a spell for flavor, not actually for combat. Do it. I cast carnivorous so that my mouth becomes way too big, and I have this big toothy grimace now. Ew. I, I do not that. like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Huge Pennywise energy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go big bad. I got to go big bad. <laughs> so scary. Okay. Hey, mouth is lie. big and is bad. Before we do... Sorcerer, what that mouth do? Stop. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Damn it, right? Before we do, um, before we do initiative, I want to describe the room. It's a very long hallway-shaped room, except it's not a hallway. Um, it's just a narrow room. And it is 150 to 200 feet tall from floor to ceiling, except below you, there's another 20-foot drop before there's a glass casing around the entire area. It's pretty cool. And so you've got this, like... Um, beautiful observation deck that surrounds this massive statue of a warrior Sharon. And the room is very well lit um, by what seem to be magic blue flames around the edges of the walls. Um, so glass, all along, bottom to top. And then there's a walkway that kind of has some branching pathways here and there. Give me initiative. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us next time on Galaxy's Greatest.